Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Jake, is Bob ready? Yeah, Bob Kendrick. He's on hold from uh, Los Angeles. He's out there for the All-Star Game. Man, it's just so fantastic. President of the uh, Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. And uh, Buck O'Neill finally... And after way too long, ends up, he's going to be inducted into Cooperstown into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Now, it should have been done when he was with us. He was incredible. What an ambassador for the game, for life, for human beings, for how you handle yourself. What an example of what it means to be a man. He really was better than all of us. Uh, It was such a joy and such an honor and so much fun to know Buck when he was still here, man. Hailing from Crawfordville, Georgia, our next guest is a graduate of Parkville College, a member of the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame, and, after a decade-long career with a Kansas City star, now sits as president of one of our city's most beloved institutions, the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. And today he's here to talk about this Sunday's long-overdue induction of another beloved Kansas City institution, the late great Buck O'Neill, into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Please welcome Negro League Museum President Bob Kendrick. Hey Bob, welcome to the show. How are you this morning? Oh man, I am great. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to catch up with you. It's been way too long. Way too long. Uh, absolutely. You, uh, I mean, what a great time. Uh, I, I just, it obviously breaks everyone's heart that, that Buck wasn't here to see his induction into Cooperstown, but but he's going to be there, and that that is that is. So deserved. So, I mean, what an amazing human being. The way everything about Buck, to me, was special. His storytelling, what he had done, where, what, the things he had seen, everything he accomplished, how he told the, the stories, how he kept his smile all those years. I mean, he was, he was an untouchable human being, man. No, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, the way that you described him is the absolute way that he was and i can't think of a better way to describe him. he's one of the finest human beings to ever walk the face of this earth who just happened to be a doggone really 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 good baseball player yeah and, and so- <laughs> yeah but even even his voice like i was listening back to we had some old tapes of him telling a story about why he was called nancy because of satchel page <laughs> You know, and, and Johnny, I get to share those stories now. Oh, and, and every time that I share one of Buck's stories, I honestly feel like I am keeping him alive yes. in my mind and in my heart. And obviously the work that we do at the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum is an effort not only to keep Buck O'Neill alive, but all of those heroes who call the Negro Leagues home. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's going to be very emotional come Sunday when he officially takes his place amongst the immortals of our game at the National Baseball Hall of Fame. And he, 
you know, it, it really is an amazing thing. You think about all that Buck endured and, uh, and, and the smile that they never were able to take from him. That was his superpower. To me, like, I think he was a great ball player. and He played with the greats. And this is a time when, you know, and we all know what it was. It, there was a separate league because of the color of your skin. It's craziness. Exactly. And bathrooms and, and water fountains and, and, and hotels and everything. But no matter what, even when he when they rejected him, they didn't take him into the Hall of Fame when he was still alive. I remember that day like yesterday. And <laughs> he never, he smile never broke. He never said anything negative, at least publicly, that I ever heard. And... He never it, disappointment didn't take anything from him. He was happy to be alive, and he knew that his real strength was in have, taking the joy out of this life. Anything you could get. Yeah, I mean, and 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 I remember that day, as, as my mother would say, and I will remember it as long as I'm in my natural mind. Because honestly, Johnny, everybody thought it was a shoe, and that Buck was going to get into the Hall of Fame. It was. This process was put together for Buck O'Neill. Yes, and it didn't happen. And we were all devastated. And who handled it better than anyone? Buck. Yes. You know, and, and to see him there in that moment after I delivered the news to him, I had to tell him that oh. he didn't get in. Oh, it oh. was gut-wrenching, man. It was one of the hardest things I ever had to do was to tell my friend that he didn't get enough votes to get in the Hall of Fame. And then to see him come down and address the group and basically implore everyone not to be angry, not to be bitter. And the the strength of character that he demonstrated that day will stay with me forever and then go to Cooperstown, speak on behalf of the 17 that did get in, and all of them were dead. They didn't have a voice. Uh. He became their voice. And, of course, a little over two months later, my friend passed away himself at age 94, a month shy of his 95th birthday. And so you're right when you mention the fact that this is – he gets the votes 15 years later, now almost 16 years by the time of the induction. It is bittersweet because we wanted him to be here. We wanted to celebrate. We wanted to high-five. We wanted to hug. We wanted to chest bump our guy. But you're absolutely right. It doesn't diminish the accomplishment, no. nor does it diminish the platform that it provides his museum, the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. No, and a wise person told me not that many years ago that our friends and our loved ones, they never die unless we stop saying their name. Yep. Yep. And I heard Reverend Emmanuel Cleaver say the same thing at Buck's eulogy, that Buck O'Neill will live as long as we remember him. That's right. And I will do everything in my in my power to make sure that no, we never forget Buck O'Neill, nor should we for, want to forget Buck O'Neill. No, he was, man, what a joy. Like, you know, I, I'm not a super deep sports guy, but I love history and then characters. Like, so the first time I got to meet Buck, he was so much bigger than life and all encompassing. And he was like that. Oh, you, you five minutes in, I knew him my whole life, right? You just, uh -huh. you, he was warm and he could tell these stories. And this, he had this quality to his voice when he would tell you the stories that you were just, you were so drawn in. Like everything about him was incredible. <laughs> And uh, yeah, he was just that amazing. gentle spirit. Yes. He just had a gentle nature, gentle spirit, and he genuinely loved people. He, this was not phony. This was so real, and people loved him back. There was an aura about this man, and, and I think you're right. When he walked in the room, the room lit up. Yes. And people would call me, Johnny, and they'd say, well, I, you know, I met Buckle Neal in the airport, and it changed my life. 
and, and I knew <laughs> that great. I was I knew I was hanging out with somebody special. But it wasn't a standoffish kind of special. It was a very engaging, inviting, warm kind of special. Yeah. You were drawn to him. Uh huh. And, and then these folks just kind of, they all would give their own testimony about the same thing that I knew I was witnessing as well. And now they'll retire Bucks. Uh, his number will be retired at the Monarchs at the stadium. That's going to happen as well, but after Cooperstown, correct? Yes. Yes. Uh huh. Get back from Cooperstown. We'll go out and join our friends over the Kansas City Bonarchs to for a very, very special uh, ball game where they are going to retire number 22. No one on that Monarchs team will ever wear number 22. And, you know, again, that is a very special tribute to, to Buck. And, you know, we've got a Buck O'Neill Bridge coming in 2024. And the work that we continue to do to build a Buck O'Neill Education and Research Center at the site of the Purcell YMCA. So we're doing these things, again, in this effort to make sure that people don't forget Buck. I've oftentimes said I wish every child in America could meet Buck O'Neill. Without a doubt. Listen, yeah. I would vote Buck into, into to be the president of this United States. He, he was above... So many, like he just held himself and the adversity, the things he faced, and and man, you know, listen, I'll I'll be the first one to tell you, I'm I'm the I get angry or I can become bitter <laughs> or I can become you know, and I've never faced anything, yeah, and but but it's it was never lost on me. I, I just really you know when you when you learn about the history of 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 that world, that time in this world. And, and the fact that he just always, he never gave the bad people what they wanted. They never saw him he upset. Just wouldn't. He wouldn't. And that's... He, just, he, he just refused to do it. And again, there was a certain innateness about this man. And where some people see the glass half empty, he always yeah. saw it half full. Always. Oh, always. You know, I, he was the, the shining example of what a man should be. Yeah. And I asked him, John, I said, well, Buck, where did this ability to just love everyone universally to see the good in people sometimes Johnny, when they weren't good right and you know what he told me he said my daddy told me when i was a little boy treat every man the way you want to be treated the golden rule now we all know the golden rule we just don't all live the golden rule and he took something that his father said to him when he was a little boy and that governed his his life for the rest of his life it was just amazing. It is. And it, it's real. It's not, he didn't, he, and just anybody listening, just you, everybody really knows. Buck didn't uh, just accept poor treatment or roll over. No, he, no, he, no. he rose above it and he was better than that. And, and he never let it, it, it wasn't even on the bottom of his shoe. No, no. And, and I think that was the amazing thing. And I think that's what endeared us to him so much because. Most of us who fell in love with Buck, we never saw him play. No. We fell in love with the Buck O'Neill, who certainly told us about the heroes of the Negro right. Leagues. Right. And we fell in love with the Buck O'Neill, who so beautifully and vividly demonstrated to all of us that you could indeed get further in this life with love than you could with hate. And, and, and it was, again, something that, for me, the spillover effect of being around him. Yes. And I was there with them, and I feel so blessed to have had that opportunity. Johnny, they paid me to hang out with Buckle. Isn't that great? <laughs> Isn't that great? And if you're just joining the show, guys, Bob Kendricks was president of the Negro Leagues uh, Baseball Museum. And if you haven't been here, 
And you don't even you can't even say you love baseball or history because we've got some of these world class, like the World War Museum, the 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 Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. Like if you don't go see this, you're you know. And again, don't be don't feel like you know like what people do. Like you know, Buck O'Neill was right here in Kansas City. We didn't honor him the way we could. We could have you know. I wish there was even more done. You know, but it's we. I think sometimes we think, oh, it'll always be there. I'll go see it at some point. Yep. Man, go yep. do it now. Go do it right yeah. now. Uh, yeah, even, no, it's a special place. What is it, it was a uh, special place. And, and, Johnny, out of all of this man's accomplishments over seven decades in baseball, if he was here with you right now, he would tell you that his greatest accomplishment was the building of the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. And when I met him for the very first time in 1993, it's hard to believe that it's been 29 years. When I met him for the very first time in 1993, I'm volunteering for the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. And one of the first questions that I posed to Buck was, what motivated you to want to build a Negro Leagues Baseball Museum? At that time, the museum was very much a fledgling museum, just uh-huh. coming out of this one-room office into storefront space there at 18th and Vine. And you know what he told me? No. So that we would be remembered. Yes. He never wanted them to be forgotten for what they gave this game, but more importantly, for what they gave this country. And that was always his quest. It was never self-serving. It was never about him. I mean, we built a display dedicated to Buck for his 90th birthday, and he was not happy with us. It might be the only time that we ever defied. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> it might I get the it. the only time that we ever defied our late chairman, and we did it anyway because he, he didn't even remotely want the museum to appear to be about him. Yeah, he wanted it to be about the rest of those who, who, as I like to say, forced a glorious history in the midst of an inglorious time in American history. Without a doubt. And it's, it's hearts and minds now, isn't it? It's, it's, that's the thing that, that when you look back and you go, what really, what were the, the best ways? And it was, it was sports, love of that, hearts and minds, and music. And those and two things, that, that just, it, it, it's the great equalizer, right? It just, instead of just... I don't know. I don't know why we are built the way we are as human beings, but hearts and minds. If you can do that, and Buck could do that. If you could get and hearts he could and minds, that. you could you could yeah, change no, the he, world. He could do that. He 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 bridged the gap between black and white, young and old, men and women, unlike anyone that I've ever seen before. And, and again, I feel so fortunate because I was there for the ride. You know, as I tell people all the time, I'm watching him after the Ken Burns documentary came out and he became like this overnight sensation at age 82. And, <laughs> right, and, and right. God blessed him to live for another 12 years where he was out there literally gallivanting across this country, yep. preaching the gospel of the Negro Leagues and the virtues of his museum to any and everybody who would listen. And, and, and I'm along for the ride and I'm hanging from the hem of his garment. And, and now... <laughs> <laughs> And now I get to preach the gospel of the Negro Leagues and the virtues of Buck's Museum to anyone who will, who will listen. And, and it's just something that I have taken to heart. It's been a passion project for me. And to be successful in keeping his museum alive motivates our entire team. We're all self-motivated. But I'll be lying if I told you that I want to do this as much for Buck as anything. Yeah. I don't want to let him down. You're a good and, friend. And we're doing everything we can to keep his museum healthy and whole. You're a good friend. And, and people don't know. Like, I found out 
the uh, from Toronto, Giddy Lee, the bass player for Rush, yes. which is a huge, huge yes. band. Such he's a huge baseball fan. Now a lot of Rush people know that, but what they don't know, he gave a lot of uh, a lot of his artifacts, didn't he, to the museum? Well, it, it, the story is even better because after a visit to the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum several years ago, Getty had a good friend that lived here who sadly passed away. So I'm going to take you by to see the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. Well, Johnny, like most people who come there, Getty Lee fell in love with the museum as well. Right. And so when he left, a collection of single-signed Negro League player autographed baseballs come up in an auction. He decided that he would bid on them with the intent of winning them to hopefully give them back to the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. We had no idea about this. His office calls and says, Getty has a few baseballs he'd like to donate, which you all like to have them. Oh. Well, naturally, we say yes, but we're thinking three or four that he might have picked up, and we were happy about that. Man, it turned out to be 200. <laughs> he has since donated an additional lot of 200, now giving the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum one of the largest collection of single-signed Negro League player autographed baseballs anywhere in the world, and it's all due to the benevolence of one Getty Lee, a white Canadian rocker. <laughs> no, right. It is. It is. That's the magic of it all. It, it's, it's just, it's beautiful. It yeah, really no, the is. place touches everyone. It touches everyone. I don't care what color your skin is. And, and when our children walk into the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum, naturally, as you can well imagine, they are blown away by what a segregated society represented in this country. And to a child that walks into the museum, they summarize seg segregation so simply. That was dumb. And they're right. Yeah. It was dumb. Uh -huh. But they also are inspired by what these athletes were able to do in the face of tremendous social adversity. They overcame it. And it's just what you mentioned about Buck rising above all of the turbulence. Uh -huh. And that's what these athletes were able to do, and they created their own league, and they could play. They wanted everyone to know that they could play. And they put on a show. Yeah. Now, if you went to see a Negro League game, you were going to be so thoroughly entertained. And that was important to them as well. But in the process, they not only made the game better, they made this country better. No doubt. And that's still the quest. That's still the journey. Hearts and minds. Hearts and minds, yes. my friend. It is. Uh, uh, what a, what a, I'm so happy that we caught up, Bob. Um, man, I, I, I'm just I'm happy for Buck. I can't wait to see him. The actual induction into Cooperstown. I, I, the retiring of, of the number 22 at the Monarchs. And, uh, and I'll be down there at the museum very, very soon to uh, see what I've missed in the last couple of years. Oh, man, I'm looking forward to welcoming you back. And uh, I was in Cooperstown a few weeks ago to speak at the Cooperstown Symposium, and they took me to the room where the plaque is going to be, and they had the vacant space with his name there. And there I was, tearing up already. So, you right. know, Buck got me crying all the time. And so I'm sure Sunday won't be any different, man. But thank you always for, for being such a strong advocate for the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum and keeping the memory of Buck O'Neill alive. You are the great, and you're a great friend to him, the great Bob Kendrick. Come on, Bob, stay there. Hold on. Hey. Nick, is it correct? Goddamn Getty Lee. <laughs> I'm just like, I'd be God a liar damn. if I didn't get stopped in my thoughts when he's told in that story and you're like, 
No, he's a great. Good on you, Getty Lee. No, that's a fact. That's a fact, man. Uh, incredibly strong move. Yeah. Yeah, man. And uh, I'm just, I, I wish more people could have met uh, Buck. Yeah. Uh, it just. Uh, more uh, videos need to be shared, more more of him, even though it's not the same as being in person. Trying to explain about his ability to rise above and 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 never allow anyone to take his happiness or his joy, to be able to be an incredible human being. And in a time, I, I will tell you, like I, 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 I see that and I go, hey, uh, maybe you stop being an angry, bitter jack-off. You got nothing to be angry about, John. You know, like, you know, and I'm not all the time, but you know how it is. It's all about spreading the good you can, every day. He, you just couldn't touch the man. Hmm. If you were, if you had negativity, if you were bad, like it just, it, it, it wasn't like he was mean to you. He just, it just, it just, he was Teflon. Mm-hmm. And he I was just, just thinking he was absolutely Teflon. He was, and and every room he walked into felt better. The way he spoke to everyone in the world, the way he told stories, the way he used everything about him. He just, he was an amazingly good human being. He wasn't just a baseball player, which he was no. a great. But there was a lot more to that man. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, if you haven't been to that museum, and Bob, they've done it right. It's a great museum, and they have, you know, baseball teams. Jackson's College team, like Maplewoods, has been down there, and they play down there at yeah. Urban Youth Academy, and they bring those guys in and really show them. And the cool thing too yeah. is, it's not just like the baseballs and the plaques and whatever, but they also, of course, they did. They had the coolest uniforms. Sure. They had like the old Indianapolis clowns and whatever. Like, you know, I, have, I still have an Atlanta Black Crackers jersey. Yeah. But yeah. they they had the greatest, the yeah. grays and the clowns and the, they're yeah. fantastic. It's all good. I uh, yeah, it, it really is something uh, amazing. And we were up in Toronto, and Bob was talking about how Getty Lee goes to almost all the Toronto Blue Jay games. Yeah, and he's like, uh, "Do you want to go to the? Because our hotel is right by the stadium." Mm-hmm. He goes, "You want to go? We could." I go, "Look, I don't want to go to a ball game, but if you're telling me you want to go look for Getty Lee, I'm in." <laughs> yeah, I'm like, if yeah. we can eat nachos with Getty Lee, yeah. But, but I'm like, here's what we got to do: we're going to figure out where the most expensive tickets are, and that's where he's going to be, yeah. right? Because he lives maybe you know 15 miles from the stadium. So uh, Bob's like, oh, no. <laughs> so, I looked. I looked okay. up goddamn Getty Lee's uh, house. You can find it online. The address. It's yeah. not a gated deal. I was like, dude, if you think I'll, I'll go, let's go. Let's drive to his house and we'll knock on his door. And Getty Lee. I'm, Getty Lee. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't be able to say Getty. Either. I, I know. Go, Getty Lee. Getty, Getty Lee. Lee. Getty Lee. Getty Lee. Getty Lee. Getty Lee. Getty Lee. Getty Lee. Bob's here. I know. Back yeah. up 500 feet. <laughs> Meet my other friend, Giddy Lee. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.